Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wow, fuck those people. <laughs> every, every episode, Ian, every episode. Eventually, people are going to believe you mean it. I'm just saying, say it enough. People are going to believe it. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a look at what's going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and this week I'm joined by fellow Baffle Gabbers, Jonathan Watkins. Hello. Daniel Cardoso. Hello, everyone. And Ian Whittington. How about that wild and unpredictable NFL draft that happened on the 8th of May? We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins <laughs> and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. That's like next level when you start Googling things to sound like you're a sportser. Well, someone someone called me out for like, I said something about the, the Preds and they were like, yeah, they haven't played. It's not even that season. So I just went to ESPN. <laughs> I'm just going to start reading the headlines to stay relevant. Yes. It uh, is still NHL season though. So they were not correct. It's just the Predators aren't still playing because they didn't make it to the playoffs. Yep. That'll be yep. it. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I think the biggest, I could be wrong. This may be just be my perspective, but I think the NBA playoffs are probably the biggest sports story right now. Right, like it's that's probably probably the biggest thing people are talking about in in the sportsing world. I would guess everyone yeah, agrees. ESPN. Okay, why is sure. that at the top? <laughs> I mean, either that or NHL. It's one of the two. If it depends on what part of the country. If it's not in. just like NFL all the time, like year round, like a lot of people just feel like, oh, NFL is the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not that, then then it's the other. So and but I do be. think you're, but I, the NFL surprisingly does usually get. As much news, if not more news, mm-hmm. even when it's not on, as stuff that is actually in season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, welcome to America. <laughs> welcome to BTS as well. <laughs> Listen, you have you have no right to complain, Ian. You're the one who brings this us down happen. this road. I didn't know we'd actually start talking about sports. Why not? You may you brought it up. You know, you can't, you can't. You can't. If you bring up the weenus, we're going to talk about weenuses. If you bring up sports, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about sports. So. Mm-hmm. Take a drink, everyone. Yep, yeah, yeah. They didn't know that was from the outtakes until you said so. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to get back into it uh, again this week. We are finishing off round two of the Battle of the Sins 2022. Uh, This is exciting. By the time we are finished with this show, we will have talked about every entry in the tournament. So all 107 movies that we send in 2022 we will have spoken about uh by the end of today and then we head in next week to round three and uh that'll rocket us towards the end of this tournament uh in fact i think we're gonna do the sweet 16 uh on uh all in the final episode so we'll go through all the way to the champion, uh, the episode after the next one. So uh, it is exciting times. We're going to find out what was the most sinful movie we sinned in 2022, according to the staff at Cinema Sins. Uh, as always, play along at home. Vote for the ones you think should be considered the most sinful. 
at challenge.com slash 2022SINBattle. That's challenge.com slash 2022SINBattle. You can vote there, and people are voting, and I do appreciate that. You can also check out the entire bracket, where we are, where we stand, um, and that is updated when the episodes post on Thursdays. So when they go public on Thursdays, it updates for the uh, battles in that. And maybe for the last one, I'll wait a couple days. Uh, to update it publicly, but um, want to give everybody a chance to enjoy the episode. So that's where we stand. Uh, we've got either 10 or 11 battles we're doing today, uh, introducing a few new ones to the mix. And uh, what we will do is we will vote on each one. If it is a tie, we will go to the audience vote if it comes out as a 2-2 tie. Uh, so we've got your totals here as well. Uh, from challenge.com 2022 sin battle. Uh, so there you go. Uh, if you guys are ready to get into it, we will kick it off. Battle stations! Fight! 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 Time for the one-on-ones. Who will win this year's million-dollar game? Ding, 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 ding. That's the sound of round two. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore versus Ice Age Dawn of the Dino Dumbledore Dino Doors <laughs> Dinosaurs yes yep, that's what it be. is uh competing not only for uh battle for most sinful but uh the battle with the most words in it combined <laughs> Ice Age the Secrets of Dumbledore and Fantastic Beasts Dawn of the Dinosaurs could work both work they both work so uh yes it's uh it's definitely something we we could do Fantastic Beasts has 240 sins that's why it got to buy it as the 10th seed uh 132 cents for ice age dawn of the dinosaurs uh ian you and i wrote on fantastic beasts chris and i wrote on ice age so i wrote on both of these but do you want to talk a little bit about what makes uh fantastic beasts sinful to kick us off yeah it's boring as hell <laughs> like I, I wasn't a huge fan of the fantastic beasts movies but this one cemented for me where the direction went askew like the first one's pretty much fun and if you focus on that pairing of the two people who i can't remember but the two main male characters it's kind of a fun little adventure and i read the fantastic beasts book like back in back in high school or whatever and it's kind of just like an encyclopedia with a couple of like asides as to how newt found these creatures so i was bitterly disappointed with the direction and i think that's the the single biggest sin of the movie is this odd it kind of hobbits itself where it's like hey harry potter is really popular Therefore, every movie in this universe has to be about the end of the world, the the end of the wizarding community as we know it. And it just it didn't need it didn't need to be this. It felt like it was carrying on the Harry Potter epicness when I think it would have been it doesn't need to be a two and a half hour epic story. Right. Um uh there's nothing really wrong with the individual performances for me. I just had no investment in the story. Um and it, it it does have a lot of like the convoluted <sighs> planning overlapping plans and that fucking briefcase dumbledore's plan with the briefcase <laughs> is fucking insane I was, I was wondering when you were going to get to this it, it just hit me just now i was like i know there's something wrong with this plan and it's dumbledore he has unless he is prescient which means and could be possible but if he is if he does if he can see into the future then there's a lot of other things he could have done other than manufacture who picks up these different briefcases that have the magic MacGuffin inside of it. And there is no way he can know 
who walks away with the right briefcase so that it turns up at the right time at the end of the movie unless he just knows that's how the future plays out which means he should be way more chill so it's it i i switched off when we got to like the brief briefcase picking up nonsense i was like he knows more than i do in a in an in a unreasonable way <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh there's also the element of that there's the the briefcase like initial like okay everybody pick a briefcase thing makes it just makes no sense like there's no. there's no way to uh to rig that to do what he wants to do so and that's the problem because that's the crux of the plan the plan is you cannot have a plan because the bad guy knows exactly as soon as you make that decision the villain will know where your plan is going to go so you have to keep it completely random but the problem is this was dumbledore's plan all along and it, it, it's you can't have a plan that isn't a plan because if you are leaving it to random chance there is a high likelihood that you're going to fail just by things being random that's why we mm -hmm. have plans so it's it, it was it's so disappointing because it's a clever idea that collapses in on itself within seconds and Daniel, you look as confused as you should be. Yeah, I've not seen this movie, and that was the most confusing thing I've ever heard um, in terms is, of well, the only plot. That's only partially Ian's inability to communicate. That's only just a part of <laughs> only the confusion. Just, of it. Yeah, yeah, just a very small part of it. Um, there are two other things I wanted to mention about this movie uh, as I talk about uh, why it's so sinful. And I'll start with the fact that they should have stopped calling these movies Fantastic Beasts yes. at the second one. Like, there is no, like, they wink at the fact that, you know, uh, Salamander or whatever his name is. Newt Scamander, Newt, come on. Newt Salamander, <laughs> uh, he, you know, that he likes creatures or whatever. And there, you know, there are fun creatures in a couple points, but it's not what these movies are about anymore. They're Harry Potter movies. They're Harry Potter prequels. That's what they are. Just be honest about them. Like, it's, you know, um, they're, they're Dumbledore movies. And it's yeah, just, yeah. it's after it's, the second one. Yeah. It's weird. The other thing that I, just can't get over in this movie is the blood troth rules like there's this there's this idea Ugh. that they have this and it's dumbledore in grindelwald right mm -hmm. they have this magic spell that keeps them because they agreed to it from hurting each other right or attacking each other yet they can use other people to do it they can uh you know uh do magic that in a roundabout way hurts them like it's the it's the most it's damning ridiculous. line the most damning line dumbledore says i can't even think about hurting him right you you're out of the movie <laughs> remove yourself because right. you are even this conversation is thinking about hurting him it's right. in, it's insane and maybe it was hyperbole but they lay that on thick and then just discard it yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the one at the end uh, where I, I think I said, because uh, he was trying to figure out his way around the blood troth. And I, I think I said something like Albus is like the church kid who doesn't want to have premarital sex, but keeps trying to figure out if blowjobs are okay or not. Yes. <laughs> Because uh -huh. that's what, what it kind felt of like. It's just okay. like, oh, I need that loophole. I need to figure a way around this. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very sinful movie. I also wrote on Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. We talked about that a little bit uh, before. But just to kind of re-sum up, there's way too many things going on in this. Um, I think the thing I'll focus on this time that I don't think I mentioned last time is just how ridiculous it is that this woolly mammoth is, you know, uh, 
walking on balancing rocks and just the size of that creature, he should not be able to be doing all the uh, lava surfing uh, that he is doing uh, in this movie. So Yeah, but cartoons. Come on, Aaron. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, all right, let's start with some. Uh, I guess Aaron's the one that's Aaron's the one that's picky about animated film. <laughs> indeed, indeed. With all his Pixar stuff behind him, it's not it's not Ian by any means. No. Ian loves all animated everything, films. animation, and Adam Sandler movies. Away. Count me in. <laughs> uh, Dan, you'll start off the conversation. What's your vote? Um, this is difficult because I haven't seen either one of these. Uh, but. Uh, from Ian's uh, description, I'm picking uh, Fantastic Beasts <laughs> because that seemed to be the most confusing. Um, uh, one thing that almost, well, when I was watching the the video, like that that whole the whole mess with the suitcases, I that was discussed. That is also um, of concern to me in this in this process with this well, story. Um, uh, it, quick question: Is this based on a book or is this? been made mm, that's a good on question because i'm not to familiar my knowledge, with the franchise to my knowledge fantastic beasts and i could be wrong was an encyclopedia it literally like describes a ton of beasts in the harry potter universe mm -hmm. and it was collated by oh, newt scamander yeah that and that it's like an in-universe tome that us muggles can buy um yeah it's not based on anything i see it's so, not like a it's not like a separate book like a harry potter book it's just yeah. like what ian described there are three fantastic beasts uh, moo uh, books. I'm looking at them now. Oh, they're just the screenplays to the movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cheating. That doesn't count. The, Come on. Although there is a world where Disney pulls that shit. The movie based on the screenplay of the movie <laughs> or the movie book adaptation. That's right. Universal right. there. Yeah, I'm just saying Disney will do that first before Universal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the original uh, encyclopedia kind of thing is the only actual. Uh, original work yeah i see okay so, yeah well then i'm definitely sticking with fantastic beasts but um in when watching the ice age video i did notice that there's a fantastic beast reference in ice age <laughs> Dawn of the awesome. dinosaurs um yeah i i pulled up the sin here it says i know turtles can pull their head into their shell but do they completely disappear because this shell is empty and now i'm worried that these animals have strange powers and i might accidentally be watching another fantastic beast movie <laughs> i wonder how closely together you send them that's amazing well they came out um about three months apart uh so really oh the yeah. videos not the movie oh the video yeah. like, yeah, the movies definitely didn't uh and the fantastic beasts uh sitting happened three months after the ice age one so uh, oh interesting yeah a little bit of predictive sinning going on there um that is hilarious you know what honestly anytime one sins video uh mentions that they'd rather be doing the one they're doing than the other ones probably uh -huh. a good sign that the other one might win uh jonathan what is your uh, discussion and vote um, I have not seen Fantastic Beast Origins Dumbledore. Um, <laughs> I've seen Ice Age. I've seen all the Ice Ages. I think my that was one of those things where I learned why you need to have um, a security code on your streaming and cable because your daughter may or may not buy a Ice Age combo pack digital. <laughs> oh no! Like thirty nine ninety nine. Um, so I've seen those because you know we owned them, so mm -hmm. thought I should watch. Might them. as well. Uh, but I can't imagine that Ice Age is more sinnable. I mean, Ice Age's main thing is it's just kind of it's just kind of there. Like it's not it's not it's just not very original. It's just 
kind of copying what other things have done well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's got to be Fantastic Beasts because I just don't understand this franchise. And I'm I'm not upset that it's like probably done. Uh, I'm pretty tired of Harry Potter. Like uh, when they announced that TV show, I was just like, are you kidding? Uh, but, you know, that's fine. Some people will enjoy it. I don't have to watch it. So I guess it's not that big of a deal. I don't know why I feel insulted, but I'm definitely going to. Uh, vote for Fantastic Beasts. All right. Uh, that is two votes for Fantastic Beasts. Uh, Ian, what about you? Yeah, no surprise. It's it's 100% the, the secrets of dinosaurs. <laughs> the secrets of dinosaurs. I'm going to need a little clarity for the official votes, Ian. <laughs> Ice Age Origin, dinosaurs. Fant- yeah, Fantastic Beasts, the secret of Dumbledore. You know, I, it's going to be 4-0 on this. I am going with Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore as well. I want to reemphasize it's a lot closer than I think it sounds in our conversation here. Uh, that, that That Ice Age movie is one of the worst Ice Age movies. It is f- five or six different shorts, Ice Age shorts, that are tried to mm. combine into a feature-length film. And it just... It's like Secret Life of Pets too. Yes, yes, exactly. It's like most that was like literally like sequels. three. That was like three episodes of a television series. It was mm-hmm. the weirdest thing I've ever watched in my life. I yeah. forgot about that about Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Um, yeah, it's definitely also. Like that. I, I feel like I want to talk about how stupid these titles are, and I feel like now that like the majority of people just get their tickets before they get to the theater, like they just order them on an app. I feel like the move. I feel like studios now feel like they can just name their movies whatever because. <laughs> I would literally not go see these things in a theater if I had to go up to a ticket booth and ask for tickets to, you know, Fantastic Bee, Secrets of Dumbledore. I just, I wouldn't do it. I'd be yeah. like, nope, not doing it. There are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six movies that we're going to talk about today that have five words or more in the title. So, yeah. It's stupid. Um, what happened to part three? Like, why <laughs> is that a bad thing? It's not. It's not. Like, what? I mean, or don't even put part. Just say three. I mean, we we understand what we're doing. Uh, probably something to do with SEO. That's what I'm guessing. Um, but yes. what do I know? I mean, uh, we went and saw them in the '80s, so I don't know why. Yeah. We, I don't know, whatever. The world was just better before the internet. What's the internet ever done for anyone? Um, all right, so Fantastic Beasts will move on. The audience agrees 64% to 36% uh, voted Woo. Fantastic Beasts was the more sinful movie. Next one, Punisher Warzone versus The Wedding Singer. Let's go. What a uh, matchup. Daniel, uh, you and I wrote on Punisher Warzone, and we've talked about this. We've actually talked about both of these uh, before on the show, so we don't have to spend a ton of time. But what are some things you want to reemphasize about Punisher Warzone uh and what makes it sinful. I was also the reviewer on Punisher. Oh, Warzone. nice. Mm, nice. No. I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> why not, Jonathan? Why not? Um, I think that they're like the, the biggest thing for me was like the characterizations and like some of the like the the mobsters were so like they were they were so, like such like like somebody took a stereotype and then made a caricature of a stereotype that mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't get past it and it didn't and like it wasn't i don't it didn't feel like it added anything to the uh to the experience um, they just kept asking for a cannoli you're like there's no cannoli <laughs> in this scene why do you keep saying that oh yeah might might as well and like the 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 detective that was also like it was like as many like cop tropes as you could have possibly put into that one person like they did um i I think there are yeah the most the only like redeeming thing is that some of the action is uh is is humorous and uh and like on point but 
other than that, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of good things to say about this film. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I enjoyed sinning this movie because it was so easy to sin. Like there's so much going on all the time that is ridiculous, silly. Um, I'm trying to remember, uh, I, I'd have to look it up to know exactly. Maybe you can help me out here, Daniel. There's a moment with a huge tone shift. It's I remember it being my favorite moment of the movie, but it's unlike anything else in the movie. And I think it's like a leap across a roof or there's a... Yeah, and he gets uh, hit what, with what? a rocket. Like he yes. shoots the guy. They're, they're, guy. they're like doing parkour and then like he that, shoots this guy mid-flip with a rocket. Yes. And like explodes. That's amazing. But it's like it's like out of an Austin Powers movie or something. <laughs> like it's like the movie just totally stops being well, the movie it was and decides to, you know, be a totally different movie. Um and it's, like, it's kind of like, it's like what you're all of a sudden you're watching Last Action Hero or something. Yeah. And it and you're right, Daniel. It never goes back there either. It's just this it's just so weird. Uh and the movie just has these moments where you're just like, did you really just put this in? Like there uh there's, you know, um uh oh, what what was it? Uh uh does he call people Krispy Kremes or something at one point? Oh, yeah. And it, the, <laughs> the like the FBI agent or whatever, yeah, he calls Krispy Kreme motherfuckers. And like, <laughs> what? What an insult! It felt like that line was like written for like Samuel Jackson, and then like mm-hmm. <laughs> they couldn't like, get Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. Uh, I forget the actor's name, but I like I like him. But like something about that line delivery just did not feel oh right God. at all. Uh, there's there's the moment where they're doing a slideshow and they do a zoom in. On a, on a they do three or four consecutive slides that are zoomed in versions of the previous slide. <laughs> it's just like, just start with the zoomed in slide. That's what you wanted to show. Why are we doing a zoom in a slideshow? Uh, just stuff like that just made it really easy to send this movie. Um, and of course, it was fun to to uh, uh, make Jeremy sing Chandelier. That was also really fun. Um, Ian, tell us a little bit about the why the wedding singer is. Uh, so remind us why the wedding singer is so sinful. <sighs> Adam Sandler made it to begin with. Um, <laughs> it's not the worst. Right, I'm going to do something surprising and I'm going to say something nice. It is not the worst Adam Sandler movie I've watched. Mm. There is... Not the smelliest I, I, turd the, at, at poop camp. It, exactly. This is the funniest turd at poop camp. Um, it it does have some fun moments, uh, but it is so hard for me to get past the cliche romanciness and just how empty and correct me if i'm wrong how empty drew barrymore's character is uh wait there's drew barrymore isn't it in this one yes it is this could be drew barrymore jennifer aniston cameron diaz i have no idea um yeah just how just just paint by numbers that character is and the some of the 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 problematic jokes are still problematic Uh, but i haven't seen punisher warzone and I don't know if I'm supposed to be comparing them at this point in time. But I'm no, gonna... you're just talking about the one you wrote on uh, a just little bit. West Side, just West Side Story. Just the <laughs> wedding singer. Um, I, I, I have talked all I want to talk about. This, Fair this enough. Movie. Fair the jokes enough. Don't, the, jokes, the jokes don't hit me. I think they're low-hanging fruit. It has all of the tropes. Um, it makes me mad. I cannot see through my own bias mm-hmm. on the wedding mm-hmm. singer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Jonathan, since you didn't write on any of these, you get to kick us off with some discussion and your vote. Which is the more sinful sure. movie, Punisher Warzone or The Wedding Singer? I mean, Punisher Warzone is not very good. I, it, it impresses me. I'm not impresses me. It's interesting to me that that one has really developed a pretty rabid fan base. I think part of it 
is uh, that it's a female director, which I think that's really cool, but it doesn't necessarily mean the movie's good. Um, if the movie was like had if all of the movie had the tone of that scene that you guys talked about with the with the market or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, I think it would have been amazing. You know, I think it would have been a lot of fun, uh, but it doesn't. And a lot of it's just kind of dreary and it's it's just it's kind of gross at times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I can't get into it. But the wedding singer. Oh, I hate this movie. Uh, and I remember when it came out and everybody fucking loved this movie. I still assume it probably has a pretty good reputation uh, amongst the Adam Sandler films. Um, I'm not a huge Adam Sandler fan in general. Uh, I mean, Adam Sandler movies, at least, other than some of those that he's kind of done um, that are a little different, like Uncut Gems and whatnot. Uh, but the main thing about The Wedding Singer that kills me is that, like, I hated this whole thing where uh, the eight. This was this is one of the first movies I remember that did that 80s nostalgia thing where it didn't even give a shit when stuff actually happened in the 80s it just threw everything together so you've got like you've got like freddy krueger mask and rubik's cubes and it's just and it's not even real comedy it's like we're gonna show you a rubik's cube and somebody can't put it together and that's funny or we're gonna show a kid in a freddy krueger mask and hey remember freddy krueger mm -hmm. um so it's the wedding singer uh, and pretty pretty easily for me, it's the wedding singer. Wedding War Zone is just kind of dumb. Wedding singer for uh, Jonathan is the more sinful movie. Um, Daniel, why don't you go next? What do you think the more sinful movie of these two is? I'm gonna go with Punisher War Zone. Um, as I, I agree with uh, everything that John said about the wedding singer, but for me, I guess like the wedding singer sort of does seem like it it fits into like the sort of happy madison universe that is like a, a bit a bit strange in 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 its own right so um and then yeah and uh, i mean very selfishly i think i just i enjoyed the wedding singer more the first time i saw it in theater than i did punisher warzone and i thought it was a more memorable film so going going with that all right punisher warzone the more sinful movie from daniel ian where are you landing Hey, it's going to be Wedding Singer, um, which was a bit of a cheap because I haven't seen Punisher Warzone. But <laughs> I, I, like I said, I can't see through my, my own bias on this one. The, his movies offend me. And the fact that I have any fond memories about, about this one speaks volumes. All right. Uh, I'm going to tie it up uh, with uh, voting Punisher Warzone, and it's not close, guys. It is not even close. Punisher Warzone is the more sinful movie Disagree. of these two movies. Wow. The Wedding Singer may be the worst movie. Um, but the, just no, the... I, no I, I'm not going by that. I think the wedding singer is way more simple. All right. I think uh... for all that 80s nostalgia bullshit and the way it treats Drew <laughs> Barrymore, mm -hmm. not even just Drew Barrymore, the way it treats Christine Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yes, it's okay I agree. I agree that those things are sinful, but it doesn't. It doesn't. There's something about the wedding singer that holds together as a movie. It's actually a movie with nope. an intent, and it does what it what it means to do. Whereas the Punisher Warzone doesn't even Talk work as a, a bunch film. Of sketches like that's the wedding singer. It's like a bunch of SNL sketches that none of us would talk no, about. It the next really day. is. Yeah. Uh, the good news is we go to the audience for the tiebreaker and one of the closest of the day. So me saying it's not even close out the window it is very very close uh punisher war zone 
44% Wedding Singer, 46% oh, uh, Punisher Warzone. That hurts. Will you know what? move on. The audience isn't always right. <laughs> this, but in this case, they are. So, uh, you know, at least 54% These are, are not opinions that Ian and I are expressing. These are facts. That's Cold right. hard facts. That's right. The opinions won over the facts today. I guess it's Fox News. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. We should call this episode. That's, that's the inconvenient truth. Uh, all right. <laughs> we will head on to the next one. The number three seed, third most sins received of 2020, Paul Blart Mall Cop with 1,312 sins. So this uh, is the first time we're talking about Paul Correct. Blart. It had a buy to this round, uh, and it will go up against West Side Story 2021. <laughs> Straight to the vote. <laughs> this is amazing. Hey, isn't Paul Blart Happy Madison, too? Isn't that Happy Madison? Might be. Um, never like talk it. About click. Yeah, we got a lot of happy. Madison I mean, Kevin James on. is in that crew, so like it wouldn't surprise yeah, me. I just don't, I, it might not have been. I, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it, it honestly know. doesn't. I'm uh, not looking that up. Uh, I wrote on both of these as well. Uh, uh, apparently, I had a r lot of really sinful movies that I sinned uh, last year, at least if this week is to be uh, any indication. Uh, Ian and I wrote on Paul Blart Mall Cop, and Daniel and I wrote on West Side oh Story 2021. Uh, I'll just uh, kick off what makes these uh, sinful uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop, and I'll just say, duh. And then for West Side Story 2021, we already talked about this a little bit, um, but uh, it's uh, West Side Story, honestly, not that sinful, uh, just happened to be more sinful than the movie uh, it went up against in the first round. But it is it does have its sins for sure uh, in there. So I don't think it's any surprise where I'm leaning, but we'll get there when we get there. Ian, talk about Paul Blart Mall, Mall Cop. What makes it so sinful? I am baffled that West Side Story beat the Green Knight in round one. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, we should not be talking about West Side Story. Paul Blart, well, it, it's an accidental or deliberate die-hard ripoff that isn't funny. And that, and that was the revelation to me. I hadn't seen it. I was like, this movie is die-hard, but done by Adam Sander. It is Happy Madison. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, like, the entire crew is skateboarding parkour bastards that actually have a fairly okay plan that just gets bumblefucked by Paul Blart accidentally because he gets handed a cell phone and some hot sauce. Um, if it, 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 it's like a few, it's, it, these types of movies, they tend to be like a few steps away from parody. Like if this had gone full on action movie parody, self-awareness, I'd be more on board, but it just plays those bits, those parts for laughs and Hey, Paul Blart's over, overweight, culturally overweight. Cool. That's the movie. It's dumb. <laughs> dumb. Uh, yeah, it's all summed up in the bonus round. Uh, it really is. Yeah. yeah. Um, here here comes the fall, fall down and go boom or whatever mm -hmm. it was, was titled. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's just fall, he just falls down a lot. That's that's what this movie uh, Daniel, did you want to talk any more about West, West, uh, West Side Story yes, 2021? What makes it sinful? I mean, next to Paul Blart, I don't know. <laughs> you almost, that's the thing. Right? You almost don't even want to talk about it because you're like, what are we even doing here? Like, can we please just move on to the next this. one? uh yeah yeah it's <laughs> yeah um yeah let's just move on let's just, <laughs> all right let's, let's just move on <laughs> can i can uh, i make a point about paul Blart? i don't know if this has already been said but like if you look at the lineup today like that's the only one that has like a colon something that was like the first movie like like is there right. another paul blart movie that we don't know about that like like the original paul blart, paul blart before he became a mall cop yeah. or something <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, that is like, always interesting when there's a yeah when there's a colon uh, in the first uh, movie. That's mm-hmm. always uh, an interesting. Paul Blount, one. Police Academy. <laughs> uh we'll vote as a matter of record uh uh <laughs> i vote for paul blart mall cop is the uh most sinful movie jonathan um paul blart daniel west side mall cop <laughs> paul, paul, blart. paul blart. uh ian paul blart dawn of the not funny dinosaur uh all right the audience agrees 91 percent to nine yes. percent uh oh, it's up in that nine percent <laughs> that 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 the small percentage are the people that made the original west side story and think the the remake was unnecessary must be i mean that's and that's the only thing that's really sinful probably for me well yeah it's like did we really need this movie but, yeah you know and if you want to know who to, nothing compared to what paul blard has if you want to know need who to movie. blame for West Side Story being uh, in the second round uh, over Green Knight, uh, the, their names are Jeremy and Danae and the audience. Uh, wow. <laughs> so 70% <laughs> to 30% uh, in that first round. Wow, fuck those people. <laughs> the every, audience, every episode, Ian, every episode. Eventually, people are going to believe you mean it. I'm just saying, oh. say it enough. People are going to believe right. it. Uh, all right, let's move on to Bridesmaids versus The King's Man. We've talked about both of these a little bit. Um, uh, Danae and I wrote on Bridesmaids, and The King's Man was uh, Jonathan and Ian. Um, Jonathan, do you have uh, more to say about uh, what makes uh, The King's Man so sinful? Not, it's not like it's not a remake, but it's kind of one of those things where I don't know why they felt the need to make a prequel. That being said, it's a pretty solid movie. Uh, even though it it just feels kind of like it just feels odd for some reason, you know. Um, I don't. I'm trying. To, I mean, as far as sins, though, I mean, it was. Uh, you know, there's some ridiculous action and uh, and stuff like that. But honestly, it it didn't really. It's not super sinful, uh, in my opinion. Um, other than once again, I just don't know why they made a prequel to, to, to the Kings. But I don't know why that made more sense than making a part three, which I guess yeah. they're still trying. but that was my main takeaway from it uh ian you want to jump on that by the way i should say these are really close in the sin totals 159 for bridesmaids uh 151 for the king's man and they are the 30 and 35 seed uh ian what makes the king's man uh, a sinful movie Uh, i kind of agree with pretty much everything jonathan said i had a, a great time with it and it just it has the generic action movie um convolutionness plots and the indestructibility plots uh the main character oxford played by ray fines we called him he who must not be maimed because he just survives some ridiculous shit like that parachute thing that's where but this is where i I would sin it less than something like paul blart because it the kingsman feels like it's in on the joke and don't force me to write an essay defining that but it kind of knows how ridiculous it is. It has a full-on fight with a breakdancing Rasputin, and it's the best scene in the movie, but it knows the tone that it's going for. So right. I kind of, whereas in the real world, that's sinful. Inside this, for me, it makes complete sense. Um, the, I think the biggest cop-out is some of the, we need to get to this action scene. Here's how we're going to get there. It doesn't really matter. And it's it's Oxford's plan towards the end. He waits until the plan is to like take this plane, parachute in, do some things. Mm-hmm. He is explaining this plan as they're getting the parachutes on. He's just like, this is what I want you, you and you to do. I was like, this is a complicated plan, my dude. You could have explained this on the way. But how fun it is for me forgives some of the sinfulness. So I overall as a movie, 
it gets a bit more wiggle room. But yeah, th- those action those action film scenes are still there. And just the villain's plan of Scotland wanting independence and how he's going about that with it's it's that's the bit where I kind of ah you went a bit too deep on that one. That's a bit over convoluted, but yeah, it's it gets some wiggle room. Uh, I agree with you though. The tone of it, the tone of it is what really helps because it mm-hmm, does for sure. all the Kingsman movies. They appear to be in on the joke of what they're doing. So mm-hmm. it's not really a parody, but it's similar. Yeah, I realized. I think it's interesting. Uh, we've talked about bridesmaids a little bit, and uh, and there are many reasons it is sinful. Um, I I do think maybe of the staff I like Bridesmaids the most. Everybody seems to hate this movie, um, mm-hmm. but I I really think it's funny. I I really genuinely think uh, these women are funny and they're funny together. Kristen Wiig always slays me. I, I, some of her deliveries in this movie are really really good. I just think overall it's just uh, I think in one of the sins we called it uh, gender stereotype bingo. You know, like this movie is just gender stereotype bingo, and this is not a fun game. Uh, and it's just like every woman does the typical stereotypical uh, you know women things, and the men do the stereotypical men things, and the relationship stuff. It's just so stereotypical and honestly toxic. There's some some really toxic things that happen in that relationship that are seen as cute or romantic or whatever the case may be. And part of that is, you know, how things age through culture or, or whatever it might be. Um, so I probably think this battle's a little closer uh, than maybe you guys do. But uh, Daniel, you get to kick us off with the voting and uh, conversation. So what do you think? So what do you vote uh, for? Quick question on like the with the relationship in bridesmaids are you referring to mm-hmm. like her and chris o'dowd and that, yes. that relationship yeah okay yeah okay i mean it's been a minute since i've seen this so i feel like maybe i'm just like i'm missing some of uh some of the things that haven't really aged very well um well it's mostly i'm trying to remember <laughs> the specifics but there is a let me see if i can find this in but it has a lot to do with um the way she treats their um, breakup slash get back together or whatever. And I think there's a um, a breakfast scene where it all kind of comes together and it's really, really annoying. But let me let me see if I can find that. But go ahead and keep conversing. Yeah, uh, just because I, I well, the reason the whole reason I was asking is that I because I thought in my I mean, in my memory of it, that like a lot of the toxic things were like the joke that like. Mm-hmm. this was like these things aren't right or like this like i i guess i had viewed like some of the stereotype stuff as uh making fun of the stereotype itself or at least in the mm-hmm. in the attempt so sure. um i can see that yeah i i think that um yeah uh i remember overall enjoying the film but um i i think in terms of a comedy i didn't think it was that sinful um i mean well not, not maybe not necessarily more than Kingsman. I I really didn't enjoy Kingsman, the the Kingsman. Um, I and I was kind of uh, upset at the direction that they took that whole franchise. I, I guess I can't really uh, like I can't see Kingsman outside of the without connecting it to the first two films. And the first one I enjoyed so much, and then the second one I didn't enjoy at all. And then this one felt like it was constantly trying to remind me of the other two films. Uh, I mean, not constantly, but a lot of it was like, I hate that with prequels when like, it's sort of, I guess you would say like Easter eggs or whatever, but like the constant, like the hinting at the other, 
at the other properties or the other at the other yeah films. look at this thing that yeah is the same but not quite developed yet here's the origins of this thing that you love from the first two yeah yeah so, there is some of that so I i'll uh i'll before I... you uh weigh in on your final vote uh i will tell you i kind of found the series of sins here and it revolves around the fact that they're coming back together is precipitated by him buying her all the cake ingredients so she can make him a cake an event in in her life that was traumatic and his solution that works by the way is let me reintroduce you to this trauma so you can serve me uh you know so there's just this really <laughs> weird thing that happens uh at the end that we have a series of of sins where we talk about it um uh so yeah, uh, I mean, you're skipping the part where he was like, I went out and got a bunch of stuff so you could drudge up old painful memories while working hard to make me one of those tasty cakes I used to like before your business failed. Now get to baking. But sure, what's wrong with you for not settling for a cute guy? Um, so, yeah, that's that's it's that kind of stuff that we pointed out. So there you go. Now you can make your your educated vote. Fair enough. Um, I don't know if this is educated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> None of that. this could be defined as educated or important. Yes. I'm still going to, I'm going to vote Kingsman. Uh, All right. Still. Daniel votes for the Kingsman. Uh, Ian. Uh, it's bridesmaids for me. Apologies to no one. Who's <laughs> <laughs> he apologizing to? Jonathan, what is your vote? Um, uh, by the way, I like bridesmaids fine. Um, I think like a lot of Judd Aptow, uh, he didn't direct it, but he produced it. I, I think like a lot of his movies, they're usually a little too long and they just kind of like, it's like they lose their way at times. Um, and so that was like really my only issue with bridesmaids. I actually have a, from what I remember, I have a different read on that scene that you guys send. Mm -hmm. I, cause I don't feel like the movie is at any time on his side. Um, well, it's on the relationship side. It's on his side in the fact that he, that, that, that the movie wants, the movie wants her to like him. The movie wants her to be with him. So in that yeah, way, I didn't read it that side. way. I just read it as he made a mistake and, but uh, it's been a minute since I've seen it. So yeah. I could be wrong. Uh, I think I'm going to go Bridesmaids. I mean, this isn't that far off, though. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go Bridesmaids. Yeah, it's interesting. I think this is this is pretty close. Um, I, I This is so close for me that I'm going to go Kingsman and let the audience decide uh, oh. on this one. So uh, we will let the audience decide. You, Ian, you're the, I think you're the only one with a really strong opinion on this one. Um, yeah, but, but it all fall, you should ignore me. It all falls into the same Judd Apatow, Adam Sandler bucket of unfunny. Oh, okay. I don't think I Bridesmaids is not an Adam Sandler movie. I don't think Adam Sandler can make Bridesmaids on his best day. <laughs> and no. I'm not saying Bridesmaids is great. Uh huh. I agree. Just mentally, for me, I put them in the same bucket. I agree. Judd Apatow is, is a few notches above, but who's the who's the director? That's Paul. Is it Paul Feig? Uh, of of Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Yeah, that sounds and right. Spy and yeah. is that right? Paul Feig. He yeah. did the Ghostbusters. Mine just yeah. be Paul Feig that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> he made. Didn't he do the one with um the more recent one that was like a spy? What's her name that I really really like? I don't know. Um, he did a simple favor. Simple which was favor. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that movie. Um, um, I like I Simple Favor, but that's not a like that's totally different. That's a different brand of movie. It's a dark comedy. Yeah, he yeah. followed up uh, Bridesmaids with The Heat, and I really liked that too. Mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. It was like a cop movie. Yeah, uh, I remember liking that a lot too. So. Uh, the audience. Uh, we'll put it in the camp of Ian. Bridesmaids, 78% to 22% is the more sinful movie, uh, according to the audience. So Bridesmaids yeah. 
will move on uh, in a squeaker. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, all right. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings versus Uncharted. Now, this is the first time we're talking about Shang-Chi, uh, thanks to its 214 sins. Uh, it is the 14 Wild. seed. Uh, and Uncharted has 134 sins. It is the 51 seed. Jeremy and I wrote on Shang-Chi. Uh, Ian, you and Jeremy wrote on Uncharted. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Uncharted. Do you have anything to add about what makes uh, Uncharted so oh, sinful? Yeah. Yeah, Go no, for I it. do. I have so much. This Go for it. Is not a debate. Um, I actually <laughs> the have debate a sin is over. here. I, actually, I, have a, I have one of the sins here that will knock out two other movies. Um, here's the biggest <laughs> problem with these treasure hunting movies. If you have two teams competing for the same treasure, all one of them has to do is follow along until all the hard shit is done and then swoop in to steal the treasure. The difference between this movie and Indiana Jones or even Dora the Explorer is that it's a fun <laughs> ride. <laughs> This is going to take out three movies in one in one go. It's offensively dumb. It does the exact opposite of what we were talking about with the King's Man. It goes hyper ridiculous, but it, it, in a way that I think it's missing out on its own joke, and it's just missing the tone and the the ridiculous carrying the pirate ships through the sky, which is in the trailer, and just baffled me that they put that big set piece in the trailer but also didn't baffle me it's there is so much we could have written an essay just on just on that one scene and it just it doesn't for me fit with what you're doing in the rest of the movie before we get into the chemistry issues between the miscast tom tom hardy tom hardy would have been great in this tom holland and the 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 mark Wahlberg. mark Wahlberg. thank you i was about to say the non-saw Wahlberg because i couldn't remember mark um putting all of that aside it's just it's it's not fun it's tropey and it's it's miscast miss i thought you everything. were talking about shang chi there for half of that <laughs> and i was very confused i nope. was like i was like that doesn't sound right at all oh. movie did Ian watch that's Ian shouldn't be here um okay, yeah I, that, I that's, that's that's where i'll that's where i'll leave uncharted i go back to the previous episode to hear the full annoyance uh, Shang-Chi is a sinful movie that I kind of love. Um, it's, it's actually one of my favorite Marvel movies of this, this last phase. Uh, I really, really enjoy it. Say in a ton. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's, you, you're absolutely right. That is fair. Uh, I will say it has plenty of sins, uh, not, uh, the littlest of which is it is everything that is wrong with Marvel's third act problem uh, is in Shang-Chi. The uh -huh. same versus same, uh -huh. the reliance on a big battle. Like this is a movie that does so much right for its first two thirds. And then in the final third, it's just like, oh, we got to be Marvel again. Yep. And it just it really mm -hmm. messes up the movie. And I think that's super sinful uh, and has has a big impact. But um, but I do a lot of uh, do enjoy a lot of what's going on here. Um, Jonathan, you want to kick us off with discussion and votes? Yeah, I I was going to say the exact same thing you did about Shang-Chi. And the thing that was really cool about Shang-Chi when you're watching it for the first time is that first, like, like two-thirds, there's, like, genuinely great action sequences. Mm -hmm. Not something that the MCU movies get to do a lot. Right. But then that final battle, pretty much when they get to wherever they are, the 
forest or whatever. I can't remember what that's called. When they get to that area and like Michelle Yeoh's there and all that stuff, that it just starts losing me. And the farther I've gotten from this movie, the less I really, I still like it overall. And I, I think it's pretty easily, at least up until Guardian, uh, it's it's e easily the best theatrical movie. Uh, I think maybe a couple of TV series have been better. But as far as the movies go, um, I think it's pretty easily the best one up until at least Guardians. Um, but uh, it's um, but yeah, that last like 30 minutes or whatever is super fucking annoying uh, that it happens. Um, so I do agree that it's very sinful. This is actually closer than I feel like it should be because mm -hmm. uh, Uncharted's main thing is that it's just so boring. Like just there's just nothing going on in that movie that's interesting at all. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I, Uncharted is the worst movie, but I think I'm going with Shang-Chi. I think just Shang-Chi right. has is just more sinful just because of that last that I, last I understand act. that logic, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Daniel? Uh, I think uh, I haven't seen Uncharted, so that's really difficult for and me to To be uh, fair, though, you've on. seen Uncharted several times. Yes, <laughs> uh, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, Un Uncharted has a chance of winning. Movie. It, <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I can't really say too much about that, but I agree with pretty much everything that was said about Shang-Chi. Um, I think the only thing that wasn't brought up, I, if I remember correctly, was it uh, the character Katie? Like, I feel like she like learned how to like, uh, like archery, <laughs> like yes. way too yes. fast. Or yes. something. Oh, like, that's in that what third act too. Yeah. Olympic oh, I forgot about that. And oh, it's even, Jonathan, I'm so glad yeah. I made Yeah, Jonathan's even more proud of his vote now that you brought that up. <laughs> oh my God. So stupid. Yeah. And the, I just remember that that bothered me. Um, so I don't know. Can, can I just, can I uh, no. give my yeah. vote to the audience? <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, I just feel like it's such an uninformed you can flip vote. A coin. <laughs> if do no, I have it, to do a better job of explaining Uncharted? Because I will circle back. No, I, I know what you're saying, Ian. Uncharted is 100% the worst movie. It's not even close. But we're talking about the most sinful. And I, I, I understand. Kind of like I love it's this. a lot of been there, done that. I love that this thing. so much. I fully understand. Chan when did you last watch Enchanted? Like, Enchanted? Enchanted. <laughs> Enchanted. Enchanted. Yeah. Enchanted. Enchanted is a more sinful movie than Shanted. All right. Here's what here's but, what I'm uh, gonna do since Daniel since yeah. Daniel doesn't want to land right now. Ian, I'm going to give you a chance in your discussion to convince Daniel mm. and make okay. your vote. I already know where your vote's going, but go ahead and have a little time. And that way, okay. Daniel will have heard Jonathan, he'll have heard you, and then he can, you know, make okay. his decision. Okay. Now, I thought you were going to give me more time to, to, to <laughs> shoot. No, if you can't, um, listen, how sinful can it be if you can't just remember it off the top oh, of your head? I think, I think we've off. settled it right now. Uh, get off. Um, <laughs> so... Oh man, um, they okay. They they find they find all of the treasure on the boat, and the, the bad guy is just like, "Huh, it looks like five billion dollars." He eyeballs five billion dollars worth of gold. Um, Tom Holland. Um, they start the film in the middle of the film. That's a huge, huge sin. The immediate res. Uh, he's just like, "Oh, oh, I'm falling off of a plane. I'm gonna do some Spider-Man." He acts like Spider-Man. For the for the the opening act of the film, and then towards the end, he is also Spider Man, and then they immediately go, "Hey, two weeks earlier," and you don't know why he's on the plane. You don't know why it matters. Um, and also, the reason he ends up in thin air is that this trail of cargo containers falls out of a plane. So he parkours from one to one to one to one, but then just ends up falling through the sky and gets saved by a pallet and some water. 
it's 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 so sinful it's so so sinful and i'm just going to keep saying it's so sinful until someone believes me what's your vote um, it's, yeah it's uncharted <laughs> all right daniel uh you've heard from both jonathan and ian where are you gonna land i think marvel should know better <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Shang-Chi. Shang All right, Shang-Chi. Daniel says Shang-Chi is the more sinful movie. Uh boy, I could put Shang-Chi through as the more sinful movie right now uh with my vote. Uh I won't because Uncharted is clearly the more sinful Thank movie you. than Shang-Chi. Dang <laughs> but, it. But it is closer than Ian thinks. No, it it's is not. it is definitely closer than Ian thinks. Uh No, I, I agree. Just, I, it is purely because of Ben Kingsley. I just uh like like I said, for me personally, like if something's just dull and it's been there, done that, if that's the main problem, like that's that is, this is sinful, not the main problem not, for this movie. It's not the <laughs> well, I mean it was for me. I, I and I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater, so I don't know. I don't like the movie. I mean, I don't I mean, I definitely not saying I like the movie, but just because it's the worst like movie it to me. doesn't mean no, it's so I, sinful. I, I I think the casting of uh Tom Holland is as big a a sinful mistake as the third act of Shang-Chi. Like, I think those two balance each other out. Like, that is just a huge misstep and a, a really big sin. And so when I consider everything else, um, Uncharted has more, I think, other sins than I mean, uh, Shang-Chi. totally fair. So. I'm not upset about it like Ian was going to be. <laughs> well, he's not going to be upset because the audience says, 96 percent oh, yeah, to four percent that uncharted is uh the more sinful movie vindication uh, so the audience does uh know does, what it's talking about nice <laughs> yeah in this case they do. uh so all right let's move on to the next one indiana jones and the temple of doom versus sing two uh so indiana jones and the temple of the doom arrives here uh on a <laughs> the buy temple of the doom in the temple of the doom <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to give it one more word. Uh, so, yes, that arrives here with 184 sins in the 19 seed, and Sing 2 has 137 sins uh, as the 46 seed. Uh, Jonathan, you and Chris wrote on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Talk about what makes it so sinful. Uh, I mean, Temple of Doom is just unfortunately one of those movies that uh, uh, becomes more problematic, I think. Uh, every every year it ages. Uh, the, the character of Willie Scott um, is... I don't know if it's the worst like female character ever put on screen or the most offensive like female character ever put on screen, but it's, it's pretty damn close. I mean, she is just and I mean, and I hate that people gave Kate Capshaw such shit for that when it came out, because it is not her fault. There is no actress that could take that writing and do anything with it. I mean, she's it's just it's such a pathetic character and it just sucks and it's really hard to watch. Also, the just the the xenophobe. I don't know if it's xenophobia, but there's definitely uh, just uh, like a, they make fun basically of like other cultures, like customs like that. It's it was really interesting watching that that dinner scene as an adult where, you know, as a kid, I was like, oh, that's gross. You know, they eat monkey brains. But as an adult, I'm just like. So what if they eat monkey brains? Like, what is, I don't know. It's just like we're making fun of another culture. It just seems a little weird. Uh, the movie still kind of works, which is interesting. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun action. There's the minecart scene and stuff like that. Um, I'm sorry. What is the actor's name who just won an Oscar for everything uh, everywhere all at once? Uh, um, Huan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get why people think Short Round is a pretty like stereotypical and borderline racist character. I don't disagree, but he is actually quite good. And him and Indy have a real him and Harrison Ford have good uh, chemistry. It's a movie that just doesn't really hold up well today. 
I still think it's better than Crystal Skulls. Uh, but I do I do like Last Crusade better now, which uh, when I was younger, I probably would have said Temple of Doom over Last Crusade. Mm. Uh, and there, there's still, like I said, there's a lot of fun stuff in it. There's a lot of fun action scenes and stuff like that. It, plus Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones is always fun to watch. Oh, that was the other thing, though. Um, this is like, I mean, I guess Indiana Jones is kind of a dick anyways. I mean, I don't think that's like ever not shown in the movies, but he is like a huge dick in this movie, like to the point where it's really hard to root for him. Um, so there's, there's, there's a lot of, as, as much fun as this movie can be, there are a ton of sound. Um, and I haven't seen scene two, unfortunately. So I mean, I'm going to need some selling on that one. Um, yeah. Uh, Ian, why don't you start us off discussion and and vote? Oh my Um, goodness. You've seen scene Um, two, right? I've seen Sing Two. Okay, I sure. haven't. I've I've only seen the Temple of Doom once, and it would have been growing up when I watched all all three of the movies. It's the only one I haven't watched more than once, which probably tells me enough in my memory about how sinful it is. Sing Two. I am going to be voting for Sing Two, however, because this kind of is the this is going to be the spiritual representation of shitty animation sequels that that disappoint. Considering we've kicked out. Um, Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Um, I, I, do, I just think Indiana Jones, for all of its problems, has more, from what I remember, merit as a as an action feature, as a story, than Sing Two does as a cash grabbing. Forget the premise of the franchise. Yeah, cash I will, grab. Even though I haven't seen it, I do agree that Sing Two is a terrible action movie. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Not the exact comparison I was making, but yes. <laughs> It's a terrible Indiana Jones film. It really is. It's awful, man. He's not even in it. What the hell? Uh, uh, we should just start sinning every single movie for not having Indiana Jones in it. That would be correct. Uh, not Harrison amazing. Ford. No, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. I mean, yeah, we already yeah. sent stuff for Tom Cruise not being there. So yeah, why? yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna vote for Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. I'm just gonna get that out of the way right now. Uh, this is a clear case to me of that the more fun, better movie is also more sinful. Um, and again, mm. part of it is just the how long it's been around. Um, but uh, Jonathan, you make a compelling case. And I even remember even watching this movie. And I, I don't think I've watched it in the last 10 to 15 years. Like, I think it's been a while since I've uh, I've caught up on rewatching Indiana Jones stuff. Um, and uh, But I do very much remember thinking how much of this doesn't actually make a lot of sense and it's the and it's the movie that most leans into the uh the supernatural now listen don't get me wrong they're yeah. all supernatural i know this i yeah. get this that's what they're all about they're all about ancient relics that provide supernatural power totally totally get that but this one leans into it in a more tactile real way consistently than the others do and i think it weirds the movie out a little bit for me and i think that's a a, a pretty big send for me sing two i find to be just a mediocre sequel uh i still laughed i still smiled but the sins in it don't add up in the same way to me uh as they do in indiana jones uh in the temple of doom so i am going to be voting uh for indiana jones as the more sinful movie um daniel and in, in this round i mean this uh, matchup i haven't seen sing two and uh yeah indian the temple of doom it's been it's been a minute um but i guess after jonathan's dis- uh, description i can't in good conscience not vote for indiana jones <laughs> <laughs> but um i i think like in in terms of like i guess like the the continuity of like of, of sins like it definitely the time period that uh indiana jones comes from and like sort of where it falls and 
in cinema history, I think that it, it, it makes sense to me that it would be more sinful in that it would do, it may have originated a lot of the sins, to be honest. Uh-huh. But um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to vote for Indiana Jones. All right, finish us off, Jonathan. Um, I'll be, I just want to make it very clear though. I was, and I don't think you guys thought this, but I just want to make sure anybody listening, I do not by any means think like Spielberg and Lucas are racist or anything like that. I don't think that was the intent. Also, it is, should be noted the the Indiana Jones movies, at least the first couple are paying homage to the, the serials that George Lucas grew up watching in the theater. Right. And so a lot of the elements in those pop up in, you know, the Indiana Jones movies. And if you watch those old serials, they, they do not hold up well. Uh, hmm. as far as, you know, culturally and, uh, you know, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can even see that in the Star Wars movies, especially the prequels with like the Jar Jar Binks character and stuff. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't think there's intent behind that. I just think it unfortunately comes across that way. Uh, I do want to say the Temple of Doom, weirdly, though, it it the fact that it still is a good movie, mm-hmm. despite all of this is interesting to me. And I think that says a lot for Harrison Ford. I think that says a lot about Steven Spielberg and the way he directs action scenes and stuff like that. But I haven't seen Sing 2. I just like what Aaron's saying. Like, Sing 2 to me just looks like a very generic, kind of like Sing 1, just kind of generic, boring. There's some fun pop songs, and uh, then you move on with your day. Uh, my, my daughter was old enough when it came out, though, where she was like, I don't want to go see that. So I didn't have to. Um, I'm going to go Temple of Doom. All right. And that I, just will... too, I just think there's too much there. Makes sense. That will send Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom through as the more sinful movie. If there is uh, going to be one that the audience are angry with us about, it is probably this one. Uh, 67% of them said Sing 2 was the more uh, sinful movie than Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Jurassic World Dominion versus Morbius, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Man. Let's this go. Like how, this is unfair. Both Let's of these should go. be going forward. Both of these movies could win. Listen, yes. I'll say it's it once insane. again. I will say it once again. Morbius had 131 sins, so it is a uh, a much uh, lower seed than it probably should be. Um, yeah, because but... it's like 70 minutes. I mean, you know, we <laughs> yeah. can't sin every second. And, and because the sins don't matter. Sins the sin counts. I just think th- there it, was some dis- Jurassic World Dominion's like three hours and like 90 <laughs> minutes. I, they like it. It's so long. It created. A three-hour and ninety-minute run. Time. I I love yeah. this though because this is a sneak preview of what the next few rounds are going to be like. Like yeah. this is going to happen more and more I, um, because there were some really sinful movies that we said last year, and these are two of them. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion this had, might be the two worst movies that came out last year. Now nah, everybody like, you says can argue this. That. I you know listen we how many movies have you said this about Ian uh, you know whether it be oh, Eternals or Moonfall on. or or like yeah, you... every single matchup i was like oh sorry ignore what i said about the last <laughs> matchup it's actually this one yeah i'm just uh, saying you could argue that these are the two worst you could you yeah, could definitely you argue strong that. argument yeah. yeah this is like uh, one 321 of those what's that daniel so this is like one of those sports games when two teams that have no business meeting up in an earlier round meet up mm-hmm yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, because like one of them had a terrible first half of the year or whatever, and so they're a lower seed than they should be, and yeah, it happens. Or because you're the 
stupid NBA and you don't reseed the playoffs. <laughs> like Reseeding the playoffs should just be that should just be a law. You just should have to do that. That's it's the how have they gotten away with this? It's yeah, the dumbest fucking thing. Uh, Anyways, sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's a whole other topic. Jurassic World Dominion, by the way, is the sixth seed uh, via its 321 sins. Jonathan, you <laughs> and uh, Ian both wrote on Jurassic World Dominion, but I'm going to come to you first. What makes Jurassic World Dominion so sinful? You said you're coming to me first. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jurassic. What doesn't make Jurassic World <laughs> Dominion sinful? Uh, maybe focusing on locusts instead of dinosaurs. Maybe that was a bad idea. Maybe it was a bad idea to promise to bring back the original crew and then like not even have everybody meet up until there's like 15 fucking minutes left in the movie. Uh, dinos are out in the real world, and we still end up on a goddamn island again. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, that is so I, terrible. There is not How a do good you do decision that? Made in this yeah, movie. Huh? How are you like the the big deal with the last movie is dinosaurs are going to be in the real world. It's like, nope, we're all going back to an island again. And it's like not even that big of a deal through the real world. Like it starts up with those news reports and people are just like, oh, here's some dinosaurs. Well, some dinosaurs live out, out back. I'm going to film my kid getting chased by one of these little raptors <laughs> instead of oh, helping yeah. them. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I'm trying to think of something positive. I mean, the 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 action scene at the whatever the auction or the or the dino fights or whatever when they're running the velociraptors are chasing them on the motorcycles and stuff. There's some fun stuff in that. Um, that's about it. I can't say anything else. Nice. <laughs> disagree on that. This is, this is one of the worst. This is one of the worst like like studio films I've ever seen. Like it legit. Uh, yeah. that bad uh it, it's kind of amazing 2022 wasn't a terrible year by any means but some of the worst movies i've ever seen were released in 2022 <laughs> and this was one uh ian continue with any extra thoughts you have on what makes uh, jurassic world dominion so simple oh boy i mean jonathan's opening to this video is incredible um a name of a, a c comes on screen i forget which but the sin is just in case you confused it with your mum's c which is 80 miles west to fuck you for making this movie um, <laughs> kind of sums it up for me you just i don't it, it's this classic kind of legacy sequel thing where you wait till the second or third movie to bring back all of the people i don't know maybe they were waiting to see if it was going to be a success maybe they were waiting for a big enough paycheck but you bring everyone back and it's kind of the building blocks are there to be fun but they do nothing with these people it feels like nobody wants to really be there and just big farmer like let's make the villain big farmer oh, yeah. instead of something interesting and all of the rights went to this one big company and it just, i think it, the, the one of the biggest sins is the missed opportunity of playing with the actors that we love from the first from the original trilogy and the first one in particular and clinging on to the bits i could not give a shit about from fallen kingdom and and the first one Jurassic world it, yeah missed opportunity generic action generic hyper billionaire villain that is in every movie post 2020 um and long as fucking sin <laughs> just so so damn long i got fed up of my own writing that's how long this movie is like i hate the way i write because i've been writing this movie for so listen if you know long. anything about ian's ego you know that's a big deal that he got fed up with with his own writing right wow Thank you. No, I'm, like I'm you, stating like what you're saying when you say that. I'm just yes. trying to make you hear hear what you're saying. No, I get it. I get it. Didn't I heard we send it. Campbell Scott like trying to mimic Matthew Modine from Stranger Things or something? Yeah. Like he had Felt, Matthew yeah. Modine hold his beer or something. Uh -huh. like 
It felt like it. Well, Jonathan, uh, you now have the unenviable task of also telling us why Morbius is so sinful before we decide yeah. which of these is more sinful. Morbius just feels like a movie that was like heavily. I don't. I don't know all the backstory behind it, but watching it, it felt like a movie that was heavily tampered with. Like it. It almost doesn't even feel like an actual movie, uh, which is never good. Uh, at least it was only like seventy-five, eighty minutes. I mean, that alone might might get it, might get it the might might get it to be safe from now on. Uh, I, for some reason, that giant cage with all the bats in it in the middle of the laboratory really bugged me because it was like he keeps telling people about plausible deniability. And it's like you've got a fucking like like bat <laughs> aviary in the middle of your laboratory. It's like you're not really hiding this shit very well. Uh, but uh, the and then I, Jeremy, I didn't even think about this when I watched it. But Jeremy said the fact that like, why did the vampire bats turn him into a vampire? Are vampires even a thing like in this <laughs> world? It's just it it's just so weird. It's like because uh, vampire bats obviously are an actual species of bat. Mm -hmm. But like vampires, I hope don't exist. Um, so I don't know. That was really dumb. Uh, fucking idiot cops. I hate idiot cops. Like that's just such an annoying mm. thing in horror movies and action movies and stuff like that. Uh, he's like the idea that the other thing that's funny is they make this whole deal about like he's being like falsely accused of murder when actually he did murder quite a few people. So it's like even if you didn't murder these people, like, <laughs> you murdered a lot of people. He murdered everyone on that ship at the beginning. And it's just like, it's fine. You know, I don't I don't see why I should be in trouble for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really bad. I don't know that it's as bad as Jurassic World, but it's it's really bad. And it's really sinful. All right. So uh, Daniel, you're going to start this this nonsense. Uh, what is the more sinful movie between Morbius and Jurassic World Dominion? I, I did not see Jurassic World Dominion because I I have I checked out of the Jurassic franchise a while back. The um, Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I, I didn't have any desire to, to see, see this. Um and it it sounds uh, like wild to me that that it's worse than Morbius after seeing Morbius. Like that mm -hmm. sounds completely wild. Um, uh, one question I would ask is because I, I I personally had some is issues like with the CGI use in Morbius, like some of the the like like bat stuff when he's flying through the air. I d just mm -hmm. like didn't work for me. Uh, how would you like? How would you match that up against like what they did in terms of effects oh, well with the uh, Jurassic World? I mean, Jurassic World probably has better effects. Jurassic World probably also has like a hundred million more dollars of a budget, though. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't factor in. But uh, yeah, no, Jurassic World definitely has the better effects. Uh, I don't recall anything just being ridiculous looking, like like it was in Morbius. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. No, I agree with that. Um, that being said, I'm still going to vote for Jurassic World because uh, I, it's sort of this movie exists for me. That's sort of the biggest sin. Uh, all right. Uh, so Daniel goes with Jurassic World Dominion as the more sinful movie. Um, I don't think there's. Uh, I don't. I don't think anybody's a winner today. Uh, this is <laughs> we all lost, including us four, <laughs> including and especially us four. Um. Man, I think we're underselling how sinful Morbius is. Uh, oh, I, no, it's, I, it is. It's, it, I mentioned a bunch of stuff. No, you did. You did. You absolutely did. Um, I just think... I uh, This is one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm now not counting how sinful the movie is. I'm counting the parts that aren't sinful. 
You know, like I'm going, okay, which like both of these movies are such a high percentage of sin that I'm like, well, which has the higher percentage of not sin? What's redeeming? What <laughs> right. minor redemptive right. qualities right. are and there? Like Morbius has Matt Smith, and that's like yes. it. That's like it. Like everything else about that movie is sinful, uh, other than Matt Smith, in my opinion. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, I think, has a little bit more. I think there are some scenes that aren't, you know, that are interesting visually and uh, in those kind of things. Um, I do like seeing the getting the old team back together, you know, like that's interesting to me. I think it's completely, you know, bungled. Like, I don't think they do anything with it and it becomes just a, you know, almost a, they're almost cameos rather than actually, uh, you know, being an active part. But I do like those things. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Morbius as the more sinful movie here. Um, that's going to totally be my fair. vote. Uh, let's see. Ian, why don't you go next? This ended up being not quite as close as I had anticipated. And maybe there is... I did try to account for the bias of I wrote on Dominion and didn't write on Morbius. But I, I think there's a possibility in the next 10 to 15 years we look back on Morbius more kindly than 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 we are right now. I think it has a chance of aging better, still not being good. I think Dominion will always be a steaming turd of a missed opportunity. Um, and just that freaking romance between Sam Neill and Laura Dern's um, characters. That just... Uh, my vote is Dominion. It is Jurassic All World right. Dominion. Uh, and Jonathan. And I will say, I'm actually, and I think Aaron and Ian are too, but I'm actually a a, a bit of a fan of the first Jurassic World. So I yes, don't yeah. like hate all of these. I will say, though, I, and I think Spider-Man No Way Home had this issue too. I, I, I think like you should be careful when you bring back your original characters because sometimes you just find out how weak your newer characters are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I definitely enjoyed the stuff with Neil Goldblum and, and Dern more than I enjoyed the stuff with like Pratt. Yeah, mm -hmm, not, nothing sure. against Chris Pratt, nothing against Bryce Dallas Howard, just their characters. And that was kind of the same way for me in No Way Home. I was like, man, Maguire and uh, I'm sorry, God, who played Andrew me? Garfield? Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, Garfield. I was like, Maguire and Garfield are so much more interesting to me than Tom Holland when they're all in the same scene together. I was like, that's not good. It's a really good point. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, but anyways, uh, God, I don't know. I don't know. I think Aaron actually changed my mind. I'm going to go Morbius. Ooh, tie it up. Give it to the audience. Um, I mean, they're both terribly and they're both very sinful i mean so i think when it's when it's two extremely sinful movies like this i like that the the audience is going to have uh the final yeah, say here uh 75 to 25 percent morbius will be moving on to the next round um i cannot believe jurassic world dominion the sixth seed a terrible terrible movie with tons and tons of sins Insane. is not even making round three well maybe uh, you should have voted for it that Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> right i would have felt the same about morbius but even I a little know, degree more even a little degree more uh no, that was right. a selter sixers series all the way <laughs> that's Man, right that hurts that's right all right so uh morbius will move on to the next round sonic the hedgehog 2 versus click is next we've talked about both of these a little bit um ian you wrote with uh, jeremy on click so do you have anything you want to remind us about uh, what makes Click so sinful? Nothing feels important now. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing feels relevant or worth talking about after that last round. Um, uh, yeah, uh, my 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 feelings on on Click are well known and legion. Um, they deliberately or otherwise, the the biggest sin is making him the hero of this story. Of isn't it hard to be? Like, and I think. 
it is deliberately making this point. Isn't it hard to be me? Isn't it hard to be the dad that's never listened to, never get, always gets misunderstood? And I don't, it kind of feels like a Christmas carol, but without any of the lessons learned by the end of the movie. Um, and just laughing at the expense of stereotypes and cliches and tropes. All right. Uh, well, it's time to vote then. Um, I guess I'll kick this one off. Uh, talk a little bit about Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which is very sinful, but I think I enjoyed more than most, um, which is a common theme in my life, by the way, uh, as, if, <laughs> if, as if you don't know that. Uh, but uh, Jim, I think Jim Carrey is, it's really fun to see him doing the Jim Carrey thing again. Um, I do think it, this movie suffers from a lot of sequel sins, uh, and that's, you know, to be understood, but uh, I think Click is the more uh, sinful movie of these two. So I'll be voting Click. Uh, Daniel, what about you? Yeah, um, I don't really have anything to say about either of these movies, to be honest. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have nothing to add to this conversation, and I'm just going to go ahead and oh, I'm going to vote for Sonic the Hedgehog. All right, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 gets a vote. Ian? Uh, yeah, it. It's click, but this is closer in my mind than I expected it to be, because Sonic has a lot of the adventure movie sins and the complexity sins and the the convenience sins, but click boils my blood. Uh, Jonathan? Um, I don't like either one of these movies very much, but yeah, no, I'm one of my least favorite tropes now, maybe now that I'm a dad, or the fact that I had a really nice dad, is that uh, I get really fucking tired of the being a good dad is hard, uh, plot lines because it's it's not it's like it's you could just be a good dad it's not the most difficult thing in the world i'm sorry uh <laughs> and like ian said the fact that he actually ends up somehow being a hero at the end of this is fucking insane <laughs> um he is a terrible person and uh it's click click all the way all right Sonic the hedgehog's just it's just a bad sequel i mean yeah. there's nothing else to it. i agree uh, audience agrees as well 87 to 13 percent uh so click will move on to the next round next up the 11 seed this will be our first time to talk about this via its 239 sins dr strange in the multiverse of madness uh, and that'll be up against Predator 2, uh, the 54 <laughs> seed with 133 sins. Uh, Ian, you wrote with Chris on Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, mm. Some thoughts on what makes Doctor Strange so sinful? Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> Man, WandaVision, you want to undo a TV show? You want to undo any work? Do you want to show that you didn't actually watch WandaVision and just got told roughly how it ended? Watch Multiverse of Madness. Um, it is, they do her dirty, and I think it's going to age poorly in the overall pantheon of, of mm-hmm. Marvel. Um, I actually really love Doctor Strange in this movie. Um, I kind of love a lot about what they're doing with multiverse things. I, I think a lot of the sins do come from it being part of the MCU because it had to fit into a couple of different boxes. Most paradoxically of all is that it had to deal with coming after no way home when it was meant to be released before no way home and that just it adds on a whole other dimension of sins for me um it's got the classic stuff of putting of dr strange putting um jane no whatever his love interest's name is um in harm's way in ways that he really really shouldn't and introducing uh, the sin that sums this up for me is the christmas present sin where we talk about like the the kids getting every single christmas present that they could have ever possibly wanted and i mean um uh reed richards appearing 
Dr. X in the banana boat and uh, all of the Inhumans appearing. And then, bam, Christmas Day is finished and we burn all of your toys. You don't get any of this stuff. <laughs> it, it feels like such a short, a, a skit that is disconnected from the rest of the movie. Um, I just have no idea what the end goal of this story was supposed to be. It, it feels like we haven't progressed any further in any sense when we get to when we get to the finale other than dr strange is now on an adventure with charlie's there on there's those are my thoughts and he has a third eye and he has a third <laughs> eye yeah cool which which oh no, fourth, that's if you the count biggest, the th- yes that's the biggest sin is that it ends on that bam third eye post credit scene not a problem i'm good with having a third eye like just <laughs> undermine your punchy ending with an immediate post credit scene is just put the fucking post credit scene with the rest of the movie Mm. it's part of the movie it isn't an additional scene i think there's lots of stuff like that in multiverse of madness too where it's like the the movie they let sam raimi kind of do his raimi thing in this movie so much that uh i i think they immediately have to try to dial back some of that and Mm. i think the third eye is a little bit of an example of that um but uh but yeah anyway don't get me started on the book conveniently getting destroyed across all multiverses to save the day which is okay i won't get you started on that jonathan uh tell us a little bit about uh (laughs) predator 2 A Predator 2 is the worst Predator movie that does not have alien verses before it. I would argue uh, pretty that. easily against actually. That. <laughs> huh? I would argue it's worse than those as well. <laughs> oh, no, I I don't I, that's crazy. Uh no. But if you like the alien versus predator movies, fine. Have have fun with those. Uh I I will continue to hate them. Um it's uh you know it's sinful. It's uh it's super fucking sweaty. Like it's like like one of the sweatiest goddamn movies I've ever seen. Um, I guess uh, uh I guess Al Gore was right in this universe and the, the climate change had happened and it's like 180 degrees every day or something. I don't know. Um, that fucking skylight in the drug dealer's uh apartment is like the most convenient goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know why they have a skylight right above them and you know and it, how does the predator get in there if they don't have the skylight? There's a lot of crap like that. Uh the fact that the Jamaican gangs hang up the bodies just like the predators do is really weird. Uh <laughs> yes. and but I love that my favorite thing Chris caught this. I did not. I love when they're showing the stats of Danny Glover's character, cop character. And one of them is a, an aggression level statistic. <laughs> like, how do you measure that? Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And it says he's like 30% more than everybody else or something or 30% above the average. It's like, how, how are you measuring that? This movie is so weird. Like, I like the I like the urban jungle aspect of it. Like, I like the idea of let's bring the predators to the city. Uh, and it does a much better job of that than, say, Jurassic World Dominion with the dinosaurs coming to the city. Uh, but it's just I don't know. It's just kind of a bland uh, buddy cop movie with uh, with a predator running around. So I think it has some I, I, I do enjoy it more than the two of you. Uh, that might have been because I saw it as a kid. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's sense. definitely my least favorite of the of the five official predator movies i guess it's it's definitely my least favorite amazing and has plenty of sense uh since we talked about this last uh ian and i did watch the movie and we watched it together Mm -hmm. and i do think there is something that happens when you watch a movie with a friend too where you kind of start piling on and like you know we we were definitely uh uh, enjoying how bad that movie is together. Uh, so the, I understand that that yep. kind of thing can happen. Um, I'll kick off the voting and 
just just say despite all that uh bias of watching together i i don't see a world in which i vote dr strange is more sinful than predator 2 um it just seemed to be sin after sin from beginning to end whereas uh dr strange has uh many moments actually where i'm enjoying the movie and uh and it's not uh, necessarily blatantly sinning at me um so uh the music fight uh music note fight among them mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm voting for predator 2 as the more sinful movie um daniel you're up next yeah i think i looked more favorably on predator 2 as well uh than it seems um i think as uh, yeah i don't know i'm voting dr strange i i i just feel like that did not uh deliver on the multiverse of madness that it it Proudly proclaims in the uh, in the title. Um, I feel like there that it yeah it could have been anything else really than than what it than than that. I mean, because for me, like he, he he definitely travels through the multiverse, but <laughs> uh, in terms of like everything that that like could be versus what it is, I don't I don't see that. And then I think I think that the villain. I think that. In in Predator Two, like the villain makes sense, and I don't think that the villain makes sense in Doctor Strange. So, um, yeah, I'm going with the uh, Doctor Strange. All right, uh, Daniel votes for Doctor Strange. Jonathan, what is your vote? I actually I didn't say anything about Doctor Strange. I I really hated that movie. Um, I have not seen it since the theater, but I cannot stand that movie at all. Um, I I genuinely thought about walking out a couple times. Um, but I mean, you know, there's no stopping what can't be stopped. There's no stopping what can't be killed. So. I would watch Predator <laughs> 2. I would watch Predator 2 any day of the week over Doctor Strange, but I'm still think Predator 2 probably is the more sinful. Doctor Strange is just I don't know, it's just nothing to me. So You mean Predator nothing two. to me. Uh Ian, finish off the voting. Well to quote a better Predator film, um, whoever wins, we lose. Um <laughs> Predator 2. The tagline from Alien versus Predator. Um Predator 2 stunned me when I watched it with the and I, I want to say this with love and kindness. I do not want to poop on your childhood, Jonathan, or any love you have for this no, movie. I, I, I don't think it's a very good movie. I don't think it's a very good movie. But you can that. still enjoy a really terrible movie. I was just, I, my expectations were too high. I was expecting something a bit more fun. Um, oh, wow. No. And I just got, I just got, we, we kind of got stuck into this like world of c- corruption and gangs and stuff. And it just, I was like, when am I going to get some Predator in my Predator movie? It was, yeah, it was crazy to me. But yeah, so overall, I, I still think, yeah, Predator 2 is the more sinful of, of the two. Even if Doctor Strange has more sins, Predator 2 hits you over the head with a mallet that says sins mm-hmm. by kind of imprinted on it. All Real right. quick, though, have any, of you seen, have any of you seen Predators, which was the one after Predator? It came out like yes. it had Adrian Brody in it. That's the one on the alien planet of Predators, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That is a fuck ton of fun. That's underrated. Hugely underrated. Yeah, it's very underrated. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry. I just wanted to throw out. my... Yeah. Uh, 70 to 30 percent the audience agrees Predator 2 is the more sinful movie it will be moving on our final battle of the day is the Matrix Resurrections versus Star Trek for the voyage home <laughs> Uh, Jeremy and I writing on Matrix Resurrections. It is the favorite with 180 sins in the 22 seed. Uh, Jeremy and Ian writing on Star Trek for the Voyage Home. We've talked about both of these a little bit before. Um, I'll just say uh, to reemphasize the Matrix Resurrections, uh, sinfulness is 
is basically in the fact that it is such a sinful movie that there is a large uh, portion of people who believe it was intentionally made to be bad. Uh, and that, that alone <laughs> yes. speaks volumes, I think. Speaks that volumes. So much. Uh, Ian, do you have anything you want to add about The Voyage Home? Man, this is a hard comparison because the tones are so different. The sinfulness... Voyage Home is silly sinfulness. Matrix Resurrections is fundamental universe-altering sinfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I don't have anything I want to add other than I genuinely haven't decided which way this is going yet mm. for me. Jonathan, uh, time for you to decide. Uh, debate and give your vote. Um, I mean, yeah, that Matrix Resurrections... I mean, if you like Matrix Resurrections, great. I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking that by any means, but I just think it's weird, like, you're... You're going to defend, not you guys, I'm saying just in general, like the in general consensus of the positive aspects of that movie seem to be like their defense seems to be, well, it's supposed to be like that. You know, it's that way on purpose, like Aaron said. And then I'm just thinking, well, I, I don't like it on purpose then because <laughs> um, I, I just I didn't get it. Like, and it was interesting, too, because the first like 20 or 30 minutes or something, I was like, man, this is really cool. And then and then everything just goes to shit. I mean, I don't I like I it it's like it's like insane it's like it just fucking like hits you over the head with an iron or something like after the cool like 20 or 30 minutes it opens um star trek 4 i'll be honest i actually have not seen that in a while but i do i have fond memories of it it was my first uh i think it was my first theatrical star trek uh but uh yeah that's a really fun movie um like ian said i think the sins for that movie are more of, of a fun nature um i mean it's definitely got sense but i don't I don't think there's a competition here. I think it's got to be Matrix Resurrection. Matrix Resurrections could easily win this uh, uh, because uh, it's it's going to be hard, you know, going up against anything. It's super sinful. Uh, Daniel, you're next. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, along the same lines of what uh, uh, Jonathan was saying about the first like 20, 30 minutes of the Matrix Resurrections, it it somehow feels like a smarter movie than like the rest of the movie. Like it, like there's something very philosophical and like sort of going on that it kind of feels like it abandons um uh and and i to me i think that matrix resurrections confuses me about the entire uh franchise whereas uh, star trek 4 does not have that effect on me um (laughs) (laughs) it's fair So I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Resurrections breaks the Matrix a bit more than the Voyage Home breaks Star Trek. Right. So I'm voting the Matrix. It was the, it was the highest grossing in Star Trek film, right, for a long time. I think that's right. Yeah, it was a, it was a franchise saver to some degree until '89. And yeah. yeah, no one can say that about Matrix Resurrections. Did not save the, the <laughs> franchise in any way. T- TBC, but that I think that's fair. <laughs> uh, Ian, what is your vote? Yeah, I'm. I had to sit with this for a little bit, but it, it is the Matrix Resurrections that is that is my vote. Star Trek is the Voyage Home is sinful, but harmlessly self-awareingly sinful. And the fact that we don't know if the Matrix is self-aware or not, you're right. Speaks speaks volumes. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll make it a sweep. Uh, Matrix Resurrections is the more sinful movie. The audience agrees, seventy-five percent to twenty-five percent so there you go i find a couple things interesting uh today we had a three 30 percent of our discussions went to the audience for a tie break that's nice. uh that's definitely nice 
uh, something we haven't seen before. And only three, 30% of our discussions were unanimous. So there are uh, lots of good debate today. I think you're going to see that continue as we now head mm-hmm. into round three. Uh, so we are definitely whittling down the, the most sinful of the most sinful. So excited to get into some of those conversations in the next round. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. It's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can hang out with us on Twitter. We're at CinemasinsBTS. So for Jonathan Watkins, Daniel Cardoso, Ian Whittington, and Ian's never-ending love for Morbius, and myself, we will see you next time. That was not the takeaway. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash BTS. It's better than what happened the uh, time before when I stepped uh, into your vehicle. (laughs) Which is the little, like, door latch on the Jeep, which juts out, I'm just going to say five inches. You know, just, just, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, unavoidable, unavoidable, uh, caught in my, uh, shorts and absolutely just ripped like the left side of my shorts off. So, which, if you know anything about my choice of, uh, sartorial undergarments, uh, you may know would be an embarrassing situation if it happened to public. He said he, he could no longer, um, proceed with the journey before changing his (laughs) pants. And as he walked back to his house, I realized, why (laughs) that's right that's right oh man well you guys ready to debate uh things that don't matter as if they do Mm -hmm. i'm 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 nearly ready but i did not know that this the weenus thank you i had no idea that it was called the weenus no idea that is new information to me what that's new information to me too thank you daniel know that the, the, that there, the flabby skin on your elbow is yeah. called the weenus. Correct. Why would, why would why? we need to name even name that? Why specifically on your elbow? Because <laughs> that's where the weenus is. The weenus is at your elbow joint. It's the skin that bunches up at your elbow elbow joint. I thought the weenus was a completely different part of the body. Uh, do explain, no, Daniel. The... Daniel, do explain. I, I, no, I'm I, not I, sure I follow. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's the pineum. <laughs> <laughs> is what I thought the weenus was. I don't know. We have weird we have weird names for, you know, other things just based on their relationship. Um, you know, like the armpit, for instance. It's not really a thing. It's just where your arm meets your body. So it did lead yeah. me on a rhyming connection thing to Venus. Mm, now, of course. That's the what... first thing that came to my mind too. Yeah. yeah. To the rhymes the with Venus is? The Venus? The Venus, B E A N U S, Venus. Now, is this a Your real world or a real my, uh... real word? It's. I mean, all words are real. Aaron. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. Aren't you wearing a Venus right now? I am deliberately wearing a beanie because it is related to the Venus. Hmm. Okay. Is it the skin that bunches up on the back of your neck under under the beanie? Uh, great. I wish it was. <laughs> it is not. Apparently, the Venus is the measure of how far back you wear a beanie in terms of inches. So I have like a penis of three inches. I believe you have a three-inch penis, Ian, is what you're saying. saying, Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
I'm experiencing this now because I'm wearing uh, headbands now when I yeah. exercise and stuff because my hair got long. I don't know how, how that happened. It's strange. It's really weird. It, it just grew or yeah. something. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so I'm experiencing this idea of like how how far back do I take the headband in my hair mm. and how far forward do I bring it to my eyebrows? And That might be your heinous because it's for a headband. <laughs> no. No, if the penis is the forehead, the heinous is the, the squishy skin at the back of the... the oh, okay. That would be the banus. Not yeah. the banus? No, the penis and the banus. All right, none, none of this can ever go in any uh, anything nope. ever. <laughs> hey, that's kind, of, that's kind of relevant. All of a sudden, all three of you are just like, I'm going to listen closely to the outtakes to this the out week. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. I need to know what I said. Hey, did I, did I offend you, Ian, by asking about if you ever wear shorts? No, not at all. No, no, no. No. See, I have this. I have this issue. I jump into conversations. Oh, you do, and backwards, and backwards to conversation. It could be a conversation we had a month ago, and mm -hmm. I will just say something, continuing that conversation as if the person knows where my brain is at. It's a, it's a really it weird habit I have. It's the best kind of brain training I've ever had because <laughs> like it just, it challenges my brain to like okay, make the connections. Where is he? But yeah, I used to I used to wear jeans like all summer. Yeah. Well, in in England, to be Except fair, for like to the pool, like I wasn't wearing jeans to the pool. Yeah, but yeah. like just out and about. <laughs> England, to be fair, only has a few days where they would come in handy, right? Like it's fairly yeah. overcast, and I mean, you still get people that wear shorts all year round and sandals because those people just are they exist. They, sure. they permeate every yeah, country. Sure. Those people. Oh well, yeah, no, but, you see that here. I mean, I see people wear yeah. shorts winter. Yeah. But they're they're me, probably like from Michigan or something. <laughs> I I didn't mean that mean. By the way, we have a lot of people yeah, from Michigan here. Just single out the state. Well, and and honestly, you don't lose much heat through your legs, so it's not like you know the shins then, aren't necessarily known as you know, like no. protected all costs from the elements. I use I, use, I lose yeah. a lot of heat through my bones. <laughs> The weather, the weather is, uh, yeah, it's getting weird. It's getting weird, guys. It's, uh, yeah, it's almost like, like the climate is changing. It's almost like there's, there's some yeah, things almost, changing. Man, I feel like somebody's. I feel like somebody gored that into my mind. <laughs> that was my attempt to be Aaron. It didn't go well. What to, to be bored? That was that was your attempt to have something bored into your mind. No, bored like Al Gore. Oh, climate I, change. I thought you said bored. Mm-hmm. No, gourd. Got it. I made up a word. <laughs> he did a thing, Aaron. <laughs> Let's see how much Ian has changed on my intro sheet this week. Didn't, didn't, you can't believe that. I'll shut up. <laughs> I still haven't I changed back. It. I knew you couldn't believe it. I yeah. still haven't changed back the things you changed. I just, <laughs> every, every, every week, I just <laughs> process it in my brain. <clears throat> I'm doing you a favor then. I'm keeping you. Look focused. at what's going on outside the world of cinemas. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.